Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. And good morning, Bobcat and Rattler fans, and welcome to this Friday edition of Bobcat Radio here on the 12th of May. This is your host, J.P. Flanagan, today I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Thana Garcia, and our great producer, Karis Lay. We have a ton to talk about today. We're going to cover some San Marcos High School baseball. We're going to cover the Texas State sports going on right now with Texas State baseball and softball finishing up their seasons. And then we're also going to cover some NBA and some more national news. And the NFL schedule just dropped, so we'll get to cover some NFL stuff as well. But real quick, uh, before we get started, let's go ahead and throw to Thana for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is our sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Awesome. Thank you, Thana. And let's get started. This uh, Rattler baseball team has a game today against the uh, Lake Travis Lake Travis team out of Austin, and um, they ha- they're having an impressive season over there in Lake Travis. They're twenty two, they're twenty six and six on the season, and this is a team that you know, bit very big name in the state of Texas. If you cover any sports uh, in the state, and that's a, a, a very big matchup for this team. And this uh, Rattler team is coming off of kind of a sluggish season, but they were able to capitalize last week with a win against Win uh, Churchill team out of San Antonio. And it, and if again, if y'all know anything about San Antonio sports, Churchill is no no joke, and they're a big one. Um, but they last week they were able to take down um, Lake Travis able to take down Round Rock Westwood in a very dominant fashion, seven to zero. So the, the Rattler team's going to need to you know pick pick up the pace and hopefully bring out a win in that one. But that game will also be tonight at seven o'clock. Make sure to tune in on that one. Support your Rattlers, and that'll be a good one to watch. Um, but let's go ahead and get into some Texas State sports here, and we ha- we got a lot to talk about, and I especially want to highlight this softball team right now, who they went into this uh, went into the Sun Belt tournament go with the fifth seed, and they had to take on the number four seed Troy team, and they were able to get a win in that one, which is very impressive. Uh, but now they have to play a Louisiana Raging Cajuns team, who they were able to play three times this year, and not- weren't able to take them down one time, unfortunately. But this is a Raging Cajuns team that is top 25 in the country and they've been like that all season so th- this uh, Bobcat team is going to really need to you know uh, bring their A game and I think what that what, what that brings is you're going to need to have Jessica Mullins ready I mean this is the number one team in the Sun Belt right now and you're really going to have to play with your best players and we're going to need to see Sarah Vandeford um, Piper Randolph and uh, Jessica Mullins really just take the show and hopefully lead this team but I mean this is a, uh, a Sun Belt team that has admirations of you know getting that automatic bid and, and going to the Sun Belt or, or advancing to the NCAA tournament, um, but yeah, I mean, had, did y'all get a chance to see that Troy game? I didn't. I didn't get to get a chance to see the score. But did y'all have the score on that one? Um, I don't have the score, but. Okay. Yeah, it was actually three zero on that one. I was just able to find that one. Um, 
3-0 on that one. But I think we had a graduate on the team this week, and I think that was Piper Randolph, if I'm not mistaken, or at least she got her ring. I saw some stuff on Instagram this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of graduates, and I guess that kind of can put us uh, going towards baseball now. I know we had a lot of graduates there. Did you want to highlight a few of our graduates there, Thana? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry about that, by the way. No worries. <coughs> but um, I know Texas State baseball is losing a lot of big names this season, for next season. Um, we have Peyton Lewis that's graduating, Seek Wood, Nathan Medrano, Tristan Dixon, Jose Gonzalez, and Tony Robbie. Yeah, and those are some very key pieces to this team. I mean, a lot of that on the pitching end, and I know this team's really going to, you know, miss having Tristan Dixon, Nathan Medrano, and then, you know, one, one of the ones on the list that hurts me the most is getting to see Jose Gonzalez. I mean, I'm not sure if that's his full eligibility right there, but, I mean, hopefully we're able to finish this season out and, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. I know that right now there's seven games left in the season and this baseball team's fighting for a spot in the top 64 and Division One baseball rankings right now. They're predicted to be the last two in and it's going to be very competitive. Anything could happen, especially with a team that only has 33 wins on the season. Um, but a lot can happen in these last few weeks here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they're also taking on the Louisiana Raging Cajuns um, to finish their season out or Louisiana Raging Cajuns to this next game, but um, the the this is this will be the last series they have away before they're able to come back home and have the ULM matchup, um, which will be very crucial because I mean again you need to stack wins if you're going to make this tournament, and um, I know after last year this is a team that's dire to get back in this position they were last year and a lot to prove as we, as Thana mentioned there's a lot of graduates on the team and and no one wants to leave this school you know not making that tournament and getting to you know leave what happened last year you know in, in the dirt and you know make a make a name for this school. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we can go ahead and get in more into baseball when we get back from this quick break. Um, there's a lot to talk about with this baseball team, especially. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and throw it to a quick break. But you're listening to KTSW 89.9 and don't go anywhere. Cool. Before we left you, we were just talking Texas State baseball. And I, I honestly just wanted to highlight a few more things that we have to look forward to. And uh, this Texas State team, I, I mentioned, is you know trying to make the field of 64 and there's a lot of time left, but I mean, they got to play Louisiana Raging Cajuns team that is, you know, just, just in the same position as Texas State is right now, fighting for a position in the Sunbelt Conference, which is very, very competitive right now. Um, from three down, it's very competitive, only a few games separating, but this Texas State team, all, although be it, they're not number one in the Sunbelt, they have the most wins in the Sunbelt, so that is very impressive, and that's coming with, you know, impressive wins against good teams like Texas, uh, the Texas Longhorns down the road, um, UTSA, another team that's going to, you know, be doing pretty well this season. And then TCU, another game that, you know, actually we're going to get a chance to see a rematch of that one in Fort Worth this time. And I know that, you know, Horn Frog team in Fort Worth is definitely circled this Bobcat team and is looking for revenge, especially since, you know, a small school down in San Marcos and, and a big giant school like Fort Worth uh, or, or TCU in Fort Worth. I know they have a lot to, to play for in that game. And that game will also be covered on KTSW May 16th. But um, yeah, I mean, that's enough to, to talk about Texas State baseball right now and the, the local sports. But let's go ahead and, you know, kick it to some national sports. And before we get into the NBA, I know we had a lot to talk about this NFL schedule that just dropped. Um, you know, it's we're, we got quite some time before the NFL season comes out, but at least we get a chance to, you know, look things over. And I'm curious to see if you guys had any games that um, caught your eye. Um, I know that I, the first game that caught my eye was the Lions have to take on the defending champs. And I mean, if you're a an advocate for the game of football, you know the Lions have had a tough, tough time uh, for the longest time. And, you know, they've made some moves that hopefully, um, you know, 
uh, coming to wins, but I don't think that that's a, a game where the Lions, you know, win. I think this is a Chiefs team that, you know, is just coming off a strong season and, and is only looking to get better. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a legacy to continue now, and I think that going forward, um, it'll be interesting to see are the Lions legit or are the Chiefs, you know, going to run the table again. But I'm curious to see, were there any games you had in mind or, or that highlighted uh, the schedule for you? Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for this upcoming season. I think a lot of teams are going to bring it. I mean, like always. Um, I'm a Steelers fan, and their schedule like looks really good this season. They're playing a lot of like big teams, like or like really early. I know they're playing the Bengals in Week 16. I'm most excited that they're gonna play against the Raiders in like Las Vegas. The only bad thing is that they have their bye week in Week Six, which is really early. But I hope they'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, week six is pretty early, especially since, you know, you have to, you know, keep a team healthy for so long. And especially in this, the, the game of football, you know, injuries are common and, and they happen and, and they're not ideal. But uh, how can you respond? And a team like the Steelers is, you know, I wouldn't say in a rebuilding mode, but, you know, they're definitely not where they want to be, I'd say, at this current moment. And they actually have a tough game for their first game, a 49ers team, which is, you know, definitely in a rebuild right now. They lost Jimmy Garoppolo and they got some pieces, but they don't have the quarterback, I think, at the moment. So that'll be interesting to see as we start this season. But another one that I think is kind of cool is um, getting to see this Eagles team come out. You know, they did an impressive offseason. They had a very good draft this year, you know, picking up a bunch of Georgia players, becoming the Philadelphia Bulldogs, I would say. Um, But yeah, they're going to they're going to be out here playing. And I think that they come with just as much fire as the Chiefs are because, you know, they they had a bittersweet loss last year. And It really came down to Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's a guy with tremendous leadership and uh, a guy like that to, I mean, fumble the game away. Not going to put any blame on him specifically. It's a, it's a team game. But, you know, to him, he probably see, he probably sees it that way. He wants to avenge himself and, you know, say, you know, why he's that price tag that he got this offseason, making him one of the highest, you know, paid quarterbacks in the league. But, I mean... Yeah, we definitely an interesting schedule, and I, I like where how close we are getting to football, but you know, a long time away from that. But we can still look at it and get a little excited. Um, what I am interested to talk about, though, and since uh, it is championship time, um, is the NBA, and there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the NBA right now. I mean, there's an impressive series going on. We're going to get a game seven from this 76ers Boston series right now, and then we, we're also going to get a game six from the Warriors, um, the Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I'm not sure which one I want to start with here. I guess I'll go ahead and start with the 76ers since that game was last night. And really, I mean, we saw the MVP take on a Boston Celtics team that is, you know, was supposed to be one of the most dominant teams in the East right now. And really, really, they had their best player, Jason Tatum, have one of the historically worst nights we've seen him play and started the game off 0 for 11, you guys. And that is no joke, 0 for 11. And then when I checked the stats again, he was 1 for 14 heading into the fourth quarter. So my, my guy needs to to figure it out, I think, heading forward, especially since you are playing the MVP. But that being said, I mean, that they one of their best players had a terrible night, terrible night, and the MVP of the league somehow wasn't able to get it done. I mean, he was able to put up 20-plus points himself, but I don't know where the hole was there. I think part of the issue could probably be put on James Harden, but part of his role in that team is no longer being that ball-dominant player. You know, he, he talks about it a lot. He he feeds Joel, and that's his purpose. And, and now now we see Tyrese Maxey kind of becoming that ball-dominant guy. It's really just Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. And, I mean, it's cool to see, but, I mean, I kind of like it when James Harden's out there being a, a, a ball-dominant guy. I mean, he really brings out a lot for this team, and especially since, you know, that's a team that, 
has for so many years, you know, gone through the process and missed the playoffs and, and missed the finals from that Kawhi shot. So this is a, a team that really wants to get to the Eastern Conference Finals again, especially since I think whoever wins this series is probably in the driver's seat, considering they have to play the Heat or the Knicks, and those are teams that um, that are pretty pretty low in the in the seedings right now. So I think whoever wins that one is you know in the driver's seat. But, I mean, going back over to the West, we got to see uh, the Phoenix Suns actually got eliminated last night. Um, Kevin Durant officially out of the playoffs. And really not any blame on him. I think that team wasn't built for success immediately. I think they kind of forced it, trading away all their key players for Kevin Durant. But what that does is this offseason they're really able to to you know, focus and hone in on who their key players are, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna look at their roster and be like, uh, DeAndre Ayton is he you know really our long term future? Um, are we trying to have a center like this who you know has the attitude issues? And then a guy like Chris Paul who's being paid so so much. I mean, is he is he really worth uh, having on the team right now? Uh, is a question this this Suns team is asking for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, going to the Warriors series, I think that this will be a, a very interesting one, especially since the only, only time we've seen a 3-1 is LeBron, and now he's, in the other, he's on the other end of the stick right now. He's, uh, he was up 3-1, and then he lost the first one. So it'll be interesting to see if Curry can make a 3-1 of his own, because we all, we all know uh, Curry was the one who got 3-1 against LeBron. So that'll be interesting to watch. Um, had y'all gotten a chance to see any NBA games or any games that excited you the most? Um... Not much, but I do have a quick question for you, JP. Yeah. I know the Nuggets are doing really well. Nuggets are really doing really well this season. Um, what do you think about them? Uh, the Nuggets are probably one of my f- more favorite teams. I'm glad you asked mm-hmm. that because I feel like this is a this is a series, or it was a series that a lot of people counted them out with. I feel like when you play a Kevin Durant led team and a, and a Suns led team, that were probably the favorites at one point in the season. Um, that that you would you would just count them out, but I think a lot of people undermine how good Nikola Jokic is. He's a two-time MVP. Arguably could arguably could have been a three-time MVP. Um, I mean, he just got robbed of the last one. But yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it because I mean, this is a team that has a lot to fight for. I mean, Mike Malone is a a very good coach, and he's been very very good for a long time. And Nikola Jokic is really wanting to cement himself as you know an all-time great because you can have two MVPs, but are you an all-time great without the rings? And I think a lot of people you know would agree with me because I mean, even LeBron, a lot of people have the debate is he is he number one? But he only has four rings, so um, <laughs> I think that I think that at least in my opinion, I don't know if LeBron's the goat, but um, but yeah, I mean, um, any other kind of questions you have about the NBA right now? Mm. No. All right. Well, I know Karis over here. Didn't you say you were watching F1 currently? I am. I recently just got into it. I watched the Miami Grand Picks over the weekend, um, and it was really interesting to watch. And uh, I just want to keep going into it. I know that they go to Monaco um, later on, and I also have been watching a little bit of NASCAR after. (laughs) So it was really interesting to watch. I know that uh, Red Bull came first and second, and then Ashton Martin came third. I can't remember the uh, driver's names, but I know that those were the top three that made it out. Um. I don't know, you watch Formula One. I'm a Formula One fan, specifically for Red Bull. Um, their drivers are Checo Perez and, well, Sergio and Max Verstappen. And this season, it's like 
really good because i don't yeah. know you're really getting into it right yeah i like literally just started yeah it's like <laughs> formula one is pretty it looks very complicated like there's so much going on and there's so much drama i know last season ferraris was like that's when they made their comeback and right now like aston martin just came out of nowhere and like before these like past two seasons um mercedes who is lewis hamilton yes i don't know if you know him yes I do. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the top dog for like i don't know how many for weeks. the longest yeah. got, got another seven-time champ yeah, yeah literally like mercedes didn't they like win like a good amount like back-to-back like world yeah world yeah Cups or seven something? in a row and now we're seeing a, a, a change which is awesome to see yeah yeah uh, um but yeah i i'm glad you you mentioned <laughs> red bull because that's one of, one of the teams i'm gravitating towards the most because i mean we got to see mercedes for so long be so dominant and you know that can kind of get boring especially in, in a sport like that where you kind of need the competition you can't have 20 people and then only have the same two guys win mm-hmm. you got to keep it interesting and i think that you know th- with max verstappen taking over and Checo being my favorite driver on the board honestly Same, yay. But, um, <laughs> yeah it, it, and i think he actually got the win last week if i'm not mistaken right yeah he's doing really well yeah and that's a guy who's you know always fighting for a spot because he's kind of max verstappen's uh you know, right-hand man, and he's always going to be that number two. But, I mean, he's my favorite number two out there. And, I mean, I'm excited to see where this goes because I think that Red Bull is definitely in the driver's seat right now. And it's and to mention that, they're in the driver's seat, but f- teams like Ferrari and Mercedes are just crumbling. And those are teams that are historically, if you follow the sport, historically very good, especially Ferrari. You know, the, in the in the 90s, 80s, they were very dominant. And, you know, the name Ferrari really grew. And n- now we're seeing crumble, and they're trying to figure out, you know, what's next and who their drivers are are and you know there's a lot of issues there but i'm curious have y'all seen the new drive to survive series uh, the f1 series i've heard of it and my dad actually mentioned it to me i know one of my sisters is a really just got into f1 as well i want to start watching it i just haven't gotten the time yet so yeah i mean it's a good watch i mean i only know so much about f1 because of that series and i, I know <laughs> that doesn't make me that the greatest of fans but i mean it, it's great it, i know my roommates are always talking about like how loud it is in my room because all, all, <laughs> all it is is just vroom vroom like back and forth and there's not much dialogue but i mean it's a great series if you're trying to learn more about this sport recommend it to anyone it's on netflix and i think they're working on season six right now um but yeah, if you're trying to learn more about this sport, that's what I would watch, and it's it's a good one. Um, <clears throat> but um, looking forward, I mean, I think I know F1. They are hosting two races in the U.S. this year, I think, which is um, something that hasn't been done before in a really long time because the sport isn't really as popular here in the U.S. It's it's mostly you know. Uh, um, an international thing but we're seeing a, a grand prix in austin which is usually the one we have and then there's also going to be one in miami which is mm-hmm. supposed to be like on the streets yeah. in miami this year and they're they're talking about how they're going to have you know almost 200 mile you know straightaways in this in this event and you know that'll be interesting to see because miami is you know obviously a party town and they can provide a lot for for f1 and it, it'll grow the sport i think in this country because i mean a sport like that i mean who, who, how could you not gravitate to fast cars going, you know, <laughs> 200 miles an hour? You, you, you really can't. I mean, it's it's an interesting f- sport for sure. Uh, if we're going to stay on the topic of F1, um, who's on the bottom right now? Is it Haas? Is, or is Haas doing semi-decent this year? Um, I don't remember. Ha- it's, I know that. Oh, actually, this- I take that back. It's Williams for sure. Yeah. Williams yeah, is definitely Haas the worst. Yeah, I think Haas is doing kind of okay. It's, okay. They're still down there, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of gravitate 
gravitate towards Haas a little bit just because like you got to have at least one underdog to, you know team <laughs> to root for I mean if it's not if it's not going to be you know Checo I mean it might as well be you know a team that shouldn't be winning at all um but yeah I mean you mentioned Aston Martin and I think they got you know uh Sebastian v- or Sebastian Vettel or they got someone else they got um, they have Lance Stroll and mm-hmm. Fernando Fernando out. yeah that's who they got um he's a previous champion himself so they got a you know a good pickup there yeah uh, yeah, Aston Martin is like not that they came out of the nowhere, but they kind of did how when like Red Bull basically dominated for like a while, which I mean I'm happy because I'm biased, right? <laughs> but it is nice to see like other teams. Um, I don't know if you know, but I know Audi is coming. Like I don't know when specifically. I think maybe like in the next like two seasons. But I'm also excited to see like new like companies and new teams coming into the Formula One. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Because right now, I mean, it's really just Mercedes and <laughs> Mercedes just, you know, owning all, all mm-hmm. of it. I think Mercedes sponsors um, Haas now, which means that, you know, they provide the parts, the engines for So these smaller teams don't have to, you know, pay the millions and millions to, you know, mm-hmm. make their own parts and stuff like that. So they're able to kind of feed off of those larger teams, which is kind of great because the sport needs it. I mean, you can't just have, you know, the top two teams battling it out every year. I mean, this sport will become so much more, you know, uh, intriguing to watch when it's more competitive and I mean be it it's one of the toughest sports you can probably be in there's only 20 drivers on the grid at a time so I mean when you're when you're on the grid you're one of the top 20 racers quite literally in the world and I think this year we saw our first American on the grid in a quite some time and don't know his name but I mean, seeing an American on the grid, that's definitely a start for the sport in yeah. America because, I mean, it's been a, a dominant sport, you know, internationally. So, you know, if they, if that can be an influx here, I mean, if we can get people away from NASCAR a little bit, just taking left turn, left turn, left turn, <laughs> I, think, I think that'd be ideal in, in my opinion because, you know, um, I think the U.S. could host, you know, multiple, more, more than just Miami and Austin. I mean, there's multiple places. I'm sure Vegas is going to get in the mix here soon. Yeah. Vegas probably wants to host, you know, the biggest party, you know, <laughs> for that one. Yeah. That'll be interesting to watch. But um, And fun fact, well, I'm pretty sure you guys know, but you know how <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, like, he's so good that he got knighted. His name is Sir Lewis Hamilton because oh. he won, like, I mean, honestly, Seven he deserves that. Games, wow. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, he does deserve that. I know yeah. Red Bull is, like, racking up those points right now. Yeah. Compared yeah. to everybody else. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, and that thing about F1 is when you when you get a lead like that, you're probably going to keep it. Um, you have, yeah. to, you have mm-hmm. to do a lot to, to get back in that position, and I think a lot of these teams are realizing it. And it's cool to watch when you watch um, – drive to survive these teams are talking about like finishing fourth because it means like so much to them like to get to the mm-hmm. fourth spot and it's like pretty interesting to see like how they're not like thinking about winning the whole thing anymore they're just like man we just want the fourth spot to show the, the guy <laughs> next to me like hey we're better than you and there's obviously financial reasons because you get you know more incentive to finish higher but it's <laughs> it's interesting to see because we don't talk about that in the nba or nfl like finishing third or fourth but <laughs> yeah. it, it's such a big deal in f1 because it means so much to these guys and yeah yeah, I mean, um, I think w- another team that, you know, I'm kind of a, a villain against is McLaren. I, feel like <laughs> I, I don't like McLaren. I don't know why. I was a big Daniel Ricciardo guy, but, you know, if they, they dropped him and I, I can't get that manager guy. I just can't get behind him. He just kind of, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I used to like McLaren because I like McLaren as a company. So when I first started to get into Formula One, I was like, I kind of want to get into McLaren. But I know, I know they've had trouble with like their their drivers. 
like when before like Daniel they dropped Daniel Ricardo I know they always had troubles with like number one and number two and they always like chocaron yeah That's, I'm sorry I can't remember how to say it in English like you know, like, they were bump heads. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's something that they need to fix. And I think, in my opinion, when I watch the show, I think it's management. But, mm-hmm. I mean, again, there's there's so much that goes into it. I mean, I don't know how to build a car. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, pro- it's probably not just his fault. But um, No, yeah, it's for sure management. Also, like, for sure, like, Red Bull. One of the things I didn't like about Red Bull, especially last season, was that they would focus so much on Max Verstappen. And as a Checo fan, like, they would never let him go for it i mean yeah he's number two but like like max would never let chico pass for like any reason yeah and 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 that's what goes with you know him trying to be the like that's the weird thing about the sport you have to have points and Mm -hmm. you know you got to be a team player and you like checo's probably you know guarding off the third spot the fourth spot just so max can win and that's like something to me that like feels weird because ideally the best driver should always be competing to win and yeah for if he's your teammate i mean i get sportsmanship and you know how the point system works but i mean the best driver should always be you know going to win and if that means that you know they have to get rid of this team system i'm kind of for it i mean oh. i'd be I, I'd, <laughs> those I'd are like some big see, words yeah. jp <laughs> I, I mean come on checo deserves just as much praise for, he really know, does yeah as max verstappen be it max verstappen is definitely the better driver at this current <laughs> moment in time but I, I mean i remember a few years ago he came back from 20th to first in one race and won. And yeah, he's insane. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often, you guys. They talk about how when you win the pole position, like I, you're like 90% sure to win. When you win the nine, when you win the pole, you're like supposed mm-hmm. to win. And this guy went to last place and won the whole thing. I think that's when I started to love him the most. Besides him, you know, being um, Hispanic and uh, from Mexico, that, that's probably why I support him the most. But yeah, same. <laughs> that just about wraps up our time here at KTSW today. I hope you enjoyed the listen. But you know to always check in with us on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, but actually, before we go, I know weather is definitely important, especially since looking outside right now, it's kind of cloudy. Yes, so it currently is 81 degrees and is very cloudy. Um, As I'm looking, apparently we're on flood watch until 11 p.m. Uh, Although it has been saying that it's going to rain all week and (laughs) we've barely gotten any rain, but I would still be safe out there. Um, It's supposed, like I said, rain all day, all week. It's in like above the 60% tomorrow. Today, the low is a 73, but I don't think we're going to reach that low. Uh, Tomorrow, on Saturday, it's a 100% chance of rain, and the high is 79, the low is 69. And then Sunday, 80 is the high, and 66 is the low, with an 80% chance of rain. Thank you, Karis. I almost didn't tell the listeners that there was a flood warning, and I feel like that's our responsibility (laughs) here right now. Um, But yeah, that wraps up our time here for today. Um, Please keep up with everything Texas State and San Marcos related here with us at KTSW on on Twitter, on Instagram. Instagram and YouTube. I'm JP Flanagan and for Karis Lay and Dana, um, thank you for listening here to this Friday's edition of Bobcat Radio. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.